Today's show is brought to you by Pride of Bristol Bay, where you can get truly sustainable, high-quality, nutritious Alaskan sockeye salmon delivered right to your door. Pride of Bristol Bay's wild salmon is sustainably harvested in the pristine waters of Bristol Bay, Alaska. Their focused team of fishermen are committed to the highest quality and handling standards at the point of harvest, creating the unsurpassed quality and flavor you'll find in every one of their wild sockeye fillets and portions. Each case of their wild salmon is labeled with the name of the Bristol Bay Fishing District in which the salmon was harvested. It's the ultimate in traceability. Boxes of supremely fresh frozen fillets and portions of the highest quality salmon are delivered to your door, skin on and already deboned. It is hands down the best salmon I've ever enjoyed. You can learn more about Pride of Bristol Bay and support their important work by ordering your first box of frozen salmon by visiting their website over at prideofbristolbay.com. And for the month of October, make sure you submit the discount code FEDANDFIT. That's one word, all lowercase, at checkout. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. Today I'm joined by a friend, and I consider her a mentor in a lot of different avenues. She's mentored some of my more recent projects coming up, and she's always a joy to talk to, always has all kinds of wonderful insights. Welcome to the show, Jennifer Robbins. Hey, hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. If you guys are not familiar with Jen, she is over at Predominantly Paleo. She has written four, four books. Yep. Mm -hmm. You got it. Four and counting. That's so exciting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I admire it. I've written one and woof, I needed a break. (laughs) Uh, I hear you, sister. Loud and clear. Oh, Oh my gosh. She, uh, she really is, has a wealth of wonderful information, incredible recipes. She's a mom of four and, and she's also three, the create, three excuse me. Oh, <laughs> unless you know something I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just have so many things going on. I got four books I and know. four kids. Okay. Three kids. It feels like it. Well, if you count my husband, you're actually right on the money. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Mom to four. One of them is 41 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So she's a mother and she's also the creator in her very extensive spare time created uh, the phenomenon known as legit bread. And if you guys have not heard about legit bread yet, I highly recommend you look it up. I'll link to all of Jen's incredible projects, books, and uh, blog and bread company in the show notes. But legit bread, I'll let Jen tell you more about it. But um, she essentially served a huge need that was out there and a need that myself as a consumer I had was how do I find really delicious paleo friendly bread that's legit, you know, and uh, she picked the perfect name for it because it doesn't need the much more description outside of that. But it's really, really great bread. I've got some in my freezer that I, that I hoard. I hide it from my husband. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much for coming on. And I would love to, I'd love to chat a little bit about legit bread because I don't think that we've talked on the show since you launched. Uh, So tell us a little bit about that. And then I would love to pick your experienced mom brain if you're open to it. Oh boy. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> um, legit bread. So it started as a recipe just that I developed for readers. Um, and it was going into one of my books. And, um, and I realized that people were like private messaging me, like, is there any way I can just get that recipe early? I need it now. I need to make sandwiches. I need to have some kind of normalcy in my life. And I thought, oh my gosh, like there is a demand, you know? And, um, and I knew that there were some grain-free breads on the market, but there were a few things that I felt like um, were not delivered. And so I really, I wanted to create you know, not a product. I wanted to create a recipe. And then slowly over time, I ended up selling it on the website for a while. And it just, it just kept, the recipe itself kept selling. And I finally said, you know what, I, uh, there were some other things that happened in the meantime, but um, that really propelled me towards creating a, a food product. So it was never, ever, ever, ever anywhere in my, on my radar to create a food product. I had heard nightmare stories, I heard um, lots of people giving me advice saying, just whatever you do, don't do it. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, there's a lot of days where I still think, God, I probably should have listened to, um, to the advice rolling in. But uh, I, went, I went forward with it because I really felt like there was a need and people were showing me that there was a need. So, um, you know, I always said from the beginning of blogging and doing this kind of work that if my mission of helping people wasn't there, then I didn't want to do it. But it seemed that this was, even though it's kind of an exhausting business venture, um, it, it is something that helps people manage, uh, you know, daily living while being grain free. So I started doing the research and trying to figure out, okay, if I want to bring this product to market, how how many things do I need to figure out? And there are infinitely many is the short answer there. Um, you know, finding a place uh, to either bake the bread yourself, which I did not go that route, or you can find co-packer, which, um, you know, you want to make sure that they are a safe environment um, because in this field of paleo um, living, you've got people with a lot of food allergies and different things. So you can't just make a product anywhere. So between the ingredient sourcing and um, finding a place that can accommodate, you know, your needs for your customers, it's a lot, um, you know, plus certifications on top of that so that people realize that your product is paleo certified or whatever it is that you want to offer. But it's been um, a wild ride and something that I think has, you know, it's been a learning experience for me as a business owner, as a parent, as a human, as, um, you know, a woman owning a business, just all from, from every direction. It's, it's kind of like one life lesson after another, but we're still, we're going. It's, um, we're 10 months in. No, this is the 11th month. So next months will be my one year anniversary of having wow. this company and um and it's been mostly fantastic um people are loving the products which is my you know first and foremost um notion that I need to hold on to no matter what and um I have plans to expand the product line and and keep it going 
That's so wonderful, man. And so will you mind giving folks just kind of an overview of all the different products that are included right now? Yeah. So I started with the original bread mix and the original bread loaf. So you can have a ready to eat loaf. Um, It is in some retailers on the East Coast. uh, And there's a full list of retailers on the website. So if you need to see, you know, is this in my neck of the woods locally, go to legitbreadcompany.com. And there's a tab at the top for retailers. And you can see every single store pretty much that carries it. Um, it'll, it sells online too, directly through legitbreadcompany.com. So you can order the loaves to your house. And the way that that works is they are kept frozen, um, until you order and then they are pulled and sent priority mail. So they do thaw in transit. And then as soon as you receive them, you just pop them back into the freezer or you can refrigerate them. If you think you're going to eat them a little more quickly, they have a shelf life of, you know, if, if you did not have them refrigerated at all, they would last about a week. But because there are no preservatives, because they are made with only the cleanest ingredients, uh, it, you know, bread molds. That's kind of what food does when it's perishable and made of the good stuff. So we do encourage freezing. And so it started with those two. And then I expanded to um, a legit bread blonde mix and a legit bread blonde loaf and so the blonde and the original taste almost identical you can't really um, taste the difference but the difference is the original has psyllium husk and the uh, blonde has uh, flax meal so for people who are sensitive to one or the other you've got a little option there and then I also have a bagel mix and a pancake mix and the bagel mix um, is very easy to make, but it's made like a traditional bagel. So you actually bloom your yeast and hand form the bagels and then you boil and bake them. And, um, and then the pancake mix can also be used for waffles and for muffins. So it's a pretty versatile little, little arrangement there. It is a versatile arrangement. My favorite. Uh, I would have to say right now I'm partial to the pancakes just because I find myself making them the most often. And yeah, I, man, there, if you drop a few blueberries in there while they're on the griddle, <laughs> especially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I could like them with chocolate chips. And, um, and so we don't even have to use syrup, you know, you just use a few little dairy free chocolate chips up in there. And it's like all the sweetness you need and top them with some ghee or even better some, uh, some brown butter ghee, and you will not need anything else to sustain you for the rest of your life. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> it might need to be lunch. <laughs> I right? I know. That sounds awesome. Maybe I'll make a piece of bacon to go with it and be the full picture. Mm-hmm. Do it. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. I really admire what you've created with Legit Bread, and I really recommend, if you guys have been looking for a solution for yourself and for your family, you know, something along these lines, whether it's the mix or the ready to eat loaf, like uh, Jen's talked about, you really, you really can't go wrong. It's wonderful products and you're supporting a wonderful human being. Um, so I have a question for you. It seems mm-hmm. kind of out of the blue, but it, something I admire most about your business, Jen, is that you, you seem to do a really good job of paying attention to what folks are asking for. So is, is, how do you choose your next project and, and the kinds of things that you devote yourself to? It, it seems like the things that you pour your energy into are 
always so relevant and always so needed. Is that part of the criteria you go through is, uh, do you sit down and, and have a three point list of questions you ask yourself or do you just kind of trust your intuition? Um, you know what? I actually ask my readers a lot. And so I do rely directly on their feedback to see what they want, you know, and, and there's certain areas that I'm not an expert in. Um, so I, I don't go there. Like if people say you need to do more keto, you know, ketogenic mm. stuff. I'm like, you know, I don't follow a ketogenic diet. I, I actually tried it twice so that I knew how my body would respond and, and to gain a little bit of, of knowledge there. But it's not something that my, my body uh, really thrives on. So it's not something that I'm an expert in. So while my recipes may fall under that category, it's not, um, it's not something that I want to necessarily pursue a lot. But I do pull my readers uh, for information because I want to make sure that I am not doing them a disservice. And, you know, sometimes it's as simple as, are you looking for more dessert recipes? Are you looking for more entrees? Are you looking for more, um, you know, allergen friendly? Are you looking for, and just see what they say. And a lot of times it's kind of what I thought, but occasionally I'm like, oh, okay, that didn't occur to me. So maybe I'll work a little bit on that. And I, and so you know, as a blogger, I think a lot of us really love what we do, but there are dry spells where you're just like, oh my gosh, hit me with the inspiration stick because I don't know what, what you know, like, what do I need to be doing that I'm not doing or whatever? And I know what my most popular recipes are, but like, I can't just recreate, uh, you know, uh, the same thing over and over again. So I want to make sure that I'm doing a few things, you know, that I'm giving readers what they want, that I'm being authentic to what I am good at, or what I think that, you know, my attributes are. So I don't want to go too far outside of my um, wheelhouse either. I want to make sure that I'm authentic, but I'm also uh, making people happy and helping them. So I do, I rely on them a lot. I'm like, uh, what y'all need? Fuck a sister up. I'm like, oh, good. You want a chicken dish? I can do that. Let's go make some chicken, you know? And um, I think that that helps keep me on task too, because sometimes, you know, I go off into my little dream state and I have all kinds of ideas over there. But if they're not really what people need or want, then it's, uh, you know, it's not going to happen. I absolutely get that. There is something interesting. I find that I have more creative energies within a set of parameters than, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, than just, you know, here's the wild, wild west, make something happen. <laughs> right. Right. And like for a while I was making a lot of AIP recipes, which I'm also happy to do, but I'm not an AIP blogger. I don't eat AIP strictly. You know, I still eat eggs. I still eat nuts. I try to limit certain things depending on what is going on with my body at the time. But because I'm not an AIP blogger, when I write AIP recipes, even though they are compliant, I find that sometimes it sets an expectation that then I can't live up to because people will want more of that or they want my entire blog to be AIP and it's not going to be, you know, that's not ever, I mean, if if anything, I set it up to have more leeway. And even though I use the word paleo in the blog, 
um, which I was hesitant to do, by the way, four years ago when I set it up before I even took it to social media, I, I was scared of that word because it felt so limiting. And so the reason I became predominantly paleo was so that I would have the flexibility to move within ingredients and not be um, too set, you know, too stuck. And, and even still people will chastise you that you're not strict enough, that you're not doing this right, whatever. So I just say, you know what, I, I, I created a place where I make whole food recipes and I try to accommodate as many different um, eating styles as possible. But at the same time, like I still have to follow what I know best and, um, and the way that I personally eat and the way that I feed my family, that that's the bulk of what I do. And then, you know, I try to kind of shift a little bit away from there um, to help as many people as possible. But that's, you know, that's kind of where I live. Yeah, there's only so much you can do. You know, I, I just briefly started to deviate when I started fed and fit. um, I was not paleo necessarily and my old some of my yeah. oldest oldest recipes we were look I was looking back through the archives I have an old stuffing recipe on there it was this pancetta and apricot stuffing with a brandy pecan glaze but I used mm. it was so good Jen but I used real deal Ezekiel bread in this recipe. oh my gosh how could you <laughs> I know. It's a blasphemy oh man. <laughs> Um, and so I absolutely get that with not wanting to necessarily box yourself in, but I kind of, I was up on that end of the spectrum when I started the blog. And then as I found more personal health success with closer mirroring a paleo template, uh, swung back down, but now I'm kind of, I'm really getting to the point where preparing for, cause the blog at a, I had to make a decision and mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk about this, but the blog I had to make a decision if it followed a business formula that I really wanted to put out there or does it follow my life? Right. You know, and there are seasons, right, for for life, but in a business is a little bit more straightforward. And I ultimately Mm -hmm. decided that I think it's going to be more fun, more fulfilling, and probably more useful for it to follow what I'm actually doing in my life. So I started sharing more just gluten-free kind of recipes, and we have a lot of them planned right. this fall and this winter. Uh, but it's it's interesting. I I'm kind of swinging back up on the other side, and it's and I appreciate that. I think that it's more realistic for our for our readers to see something that's predominantly something, but not exclusively. Right. It's impossible for most of us to maintain that over time, and. You know, like just in being a parent, my kids are not strict paleo because they don't have, uh, they don't have autoimmune disease. They have gluten and dairy intolerances, which is why I try to feed them in a way that might help prevent certain autoimmune, um, you know, like genetic expression per se, but, uh, you know, they don't have to be really strict. So they can have, you know, a granola bar or something. Um, but it, you know, it's hard, I think, because we want to be true to us and we want to make people happy. And, you know, being a a blogger is, is an interesting, um, it's an interesting profession because every day you're receiving feedback from other people versus, you know, some jobs or some online businesses, even you don't have that direct 
to your reader relationship. Mm-hmm. But with us, you know, we hear every day either confirmation that we're doing something good or <laughs> the opposite, you know, like you're, you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> um, and so um, it is interesting. And for a while I said, you know, for example, I don't want to do anything but food. It's just food. It's just recipes. And I don't want to stray from that. And so, you know, like I wouldn't necessarily include things about my family or I wouldn't include things that I include now, like say for skincare. But then I realized like, that's not my life. I do more than just eat all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you know, I'm still a mom. I'm juggling things. I have other businesses. I care about what goes on my body because that's part of autoimmune disease too. And once I realized that it was okay for me to change the definition of what I was providing for people uh, based on what my reality is, then I feel like once I gave myself permission, other people did too, you know, Mm. and that, that was a big part of a transition from, okay, I've just got to write recipes. That's what I do. That's a food blog. Food blogs provide food recipes, you know, and (laughs) Um, and I finally just said, okay, but that there's like a lot, lot, lot more to my life than just creating recipes. So I need to be authentic about that too. I love it. And it's the full picture. And I feel like that's what you're giving folks is, you know, at the end of the day, the answers to this lifestyle that you live aren't on a plate. You know, some of them, yep. some, a lot of them are right. And, and that has a huge right. impact, but that's not everything. It has to do with your mindset, your approach in general, like you said, what's going on your body and around your body and all the other things that we do. So I think it's, it's, a, I feel like we're serving folks better by talking about that stuff. Jen is actually yeah. also um, a beauty counter consultant. And so she and I are both really in love with that. Well, I'm putting words in your mouth. I'm assuming you're. <laughs> no, you're right on. Yeah, I am for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful line. And if you've never heard of it before, I highly recommend you look it up, but um, it is, it's a safer skincare company that we both decided to partner with. And it's part of that also. It's like, you know what? I, yes, we're making decisions and certain with regards to, making decisions in certain ways as to what shows up on our plate and how we live our lives. But, you know, this is also the decision process we go through in choosing a company that we support. Um, so it is, it's a really wonderful full picture. Well, that's great. I love, I love following your career. You I really, really admire you. And in case you guys didn't know the, uh, food product that I'm coming out with, Jen has been infinitely helpful, uh, in giving me all of her wonderful words of wisdom. And she was very gracious. She never said, don't do it. she's a she's very encouraging and gave me a very realistic uh overview of what it would look like so if it if and when this thing comes out and it's uh we keep kicking the can down the road but um well it'll happen it's (laughs) it's all about yeah it's all about your persistence and just you know changing the changing what you imagine something would look like in order to make it really happen. Cause I think going into something, a venture like that, you just, there's so much that you don't know until you know. Mm-hmm. That's so true. You don't know what you don't know. And I'm yeah. so grateful to have a mentor like you in that. Oh, and gosh. you just wait for those casseroles are going to show up on your porch. Uh, I'm, waiting. I'm checking the porch right now. <laughs> They're coming. I do. I have sample containers in the very least. We've gone, we've gotten that far. Um, well, I would love to chat about 
I mean, in addition to admiring you as a businesswoman, I really do admire um, you as a mom and in how you, your family in general, and just kind of watching that part of your life unfold. I'm curious now that we're expecting our first little one in this coming January, if you have oh. any words of advice, you know, maybe looking back on when you were expecting your first, I'm sure that a lot has changed since then, but um, any pieces of words of wisdom or pieces of advice you would have given yourself in my shoes at this stage? Um, I think one thing is, especially now, so I had my first almost 11 years ago, next month, he'll be 11. And so, you know, back then there was a lot less social media. Um, there was, I think I was like on a baby center board, you know, like a support board for my month that I was due. And that was pretty much it. And so the nice thing about that is, um, the amount of feed constant feedback from other people was limited. And which is not to say that people aren't helpful. They are. And they're usually really well-meaning, but sometimes it's a lot of information coming to you at once. And sometimes it's conflicting and sometimes it's overwhelming because you don't really know what to pick through and you know what to what applies to you what doesn't because the baby's not even here yet right so it's all kind of theoretical how you're going to do things <laughs> until you meet your person mm -hmm. and find out what they're like and so um i would say that no matter what people tell you and no matter what well-meaning advice they give you know, you have to use this kind of diaper, you have to swaddle them this way, you make sure that you don't let them sleep in whatever position is trending at that moment, you know, it's like, ultimately, you will know what you need to do for your baby when you meet your baby, and you realize what she likes or hates, or, you know, how she wants to be held or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's so individual and every baby really is so different. Our first was colicky and oh my gosh, the fact that there, that we ever had any more children. <laughs> in fact, the sec, the second one was born less than a year after the first was born. So, um, you know how they say you can get pregnant when you're breastfeeding, uh -huh. make sure that you listen to that because <laughs> I was three months postpartum and got pregnant on Valentine's day with number two. So, uh, <laughs> So you pay attention to that unless you want some Irish twins up in your hizzy. Um, but yes. So ultimately I think don't try to plan so much in advance because the best laid plans, you know, this mm -hmm. is what happens. They get blown out of the window. Um, it just, I think you will probably know exactly what you need to do or you will figure it out as you learn together as a as a family you know who she is as a person and they really are very individual in their needs in some ways other than the basic like you know they poop they pee they eat they sleep um some better than others at different <laughs> aspects of those four but um even though the needs are basic the the in, the individual character is not. And so, you know, people who say, 
when I'm a mom, I am never doing X, Y, Z because da, 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 da. it's like, well, you know, that's great. I still think it's very interesting how many people who aren't parents give me parenting advice. <laughs> and, um, and I'm just like, uh, you know what? I know it's like 99% of the time it's coming from a good place, but like, it's, it's not so black and white, you know, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gray area and there's a lot of just like figuring out how to dance together without stepping on each other's toes. And that is something that only you will be able to figure out with your, with your little cricket. Oh, I love that so much. That is so sweet, Jen. Um, it is interesting, you know, in this, I never, I'm actually, this is a really ironic that this is the, my chosen business path because I'm actually a pretty private person. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you know, girl. Yeah. And so it's, it's really interesting. You know, the things that I do share, um, online, I, I try to be as off the cusp as possible because I know folks appreciate that. Uh, but when you share something off the cusp, it's never the full picture. Right. right. And, and it's, yeah. always, it's a soundbite or it's a, you know, it's 200 words or whatever it is. <clears throat> it's even that much or it's a photo. And, and it is interesting, the, the polarizing advice that you get. And I totally agree with you. I think that it's all comes from a good place. Uh, but it mm -hmm. is, the advice is, is interesting. And I, and I knew it would be, I knew it would be an element going into mm -hmm. it. I definitely anticipated that, but I did not anticipate um, my how permeable I was <laughs> to some of the advice, yeah, you know. And so it's right because it's not just a criticism, or it's not just something said about your work. It's not saying like there's too much coconut sugar in this recipe, right? That's that's mm -hmm. not personal, and yet we can even take that personally. So if somebody tells you something about what to do with your life, with your child, with your, you know, your, when your whole world is already changing, then it's like, oh my gosh, this is like really personal. Now you've let them into your home, you know, not just like your recipe. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, and so it is, it's a lot. And, and, uh, and I, we, you know, it's, it's hard when you want to be transparent and you want to be sharing and people are so excited for you. I know, like there's, there's, there's nothing more exciting than celebrating a mom to be, but at the same time, it's like, it's really a information overload on top of what you're learning through your own resources that you actually sought out, you know, to, to learn from. So mm -hmm. yeah, Absolutely. I think that every mom or dad, every parent, but I imagine you'll be spending the most time with her through, you know, during the day. Every mom figures it out as they go. And, and sometimes there's really great, you know, pieces of advice. And sometimes it's just, it boils down to you and your kid and figuring out what works for y'all. And there's, there's nobody who can tell you how to do that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, that's an empowering message, right? Yeah. Versus yeah. versus some of the alternative. I was chatting chatting with my sister about it the other day, and I'm just trying to wrap my mind around what is what is it about some of the advice that is given to expectant moms and you know and folks that have kids when it comes to parenting advice. You know what what is it about the nature of some of those pieces of advice that that bugs me? And I could because I know it comes from a good place, but why does it bug mm -hmm. me? 
And I think it comes down to when I was chatting, talking this out with uh, my sister Kimberly, it's because it's a, it, it, it propels this disempowered feeling, right? Mm -hmm. it's, you know, we're so good at lifting each other up in business and, and in all kinds of other life's decisions and life's pursuits. But for some reason, sometimes when you introduce the concept of having a baby or raising children after the fact into the equation, mm -hmm. we kind of, we, we rewind the clock a little bit and yeah. start questioning. So I think your message right. is beautiful and it's that it's one of empowerment, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. So that's really right. encouraging. Jim. It is because there's no absolutes. There's no, there are no absolute. I'm dealing with something right now with my oldest child and a situation at school um, where he feels, uh, where he's afraid. He's living in fear every day based on his experience with this particular teacher. And, um, and I'm working to help him get out of it, not because I want to do everything on his behalf, but because as a child, it's harder to be your own advocate because when you speak up against an adult and stand up for yourself, it's considered disrespectful. So that's where a parent has to step in. But at the same time, I want him to also help steer this ship because um, he is old enough now in turning 11 next month that I don't want to make decisions on his behalf that he is also old enough to play a role in. So it's, it's this like really, you know, again, as a, as a mom of a new baby, you are responsible for doing everything for this child. But as they grow, then, you know, now they get to have a voice in, in their, the outcome of things. And it's been interesting because I shared not on social media on my person, I'm on my private page, but on my personal page, I shared. And it's interesting hearing from, you know, moms, teachers, like other people who they really want the best for my kid also. And you can tell it's all very heartfelt. But at the same time, you know, sometimes people say things like, you need to get him out of there. And it's not even like a discussion, just you need to, as his mother, you need to get him. And I said, well, it's not that simple. I have to, I have to chronicle everything with the school. I have to make sure that I'm documenting things. I also have to make sure I'm respecting his wishes that I, you know, so again, to speak in absolutes when it comes to parenting is just, you can't really speak in absolutes about anything. And parenting is even more so, you know, it's just every situation, every child, every family is just so different. So yeah, you are going to kill it, girl. You're going to be an awesome mom. And if nobody gave you a single piece of advice, you would still be an awesome mom. So you're the um, best. Jen. <laughs> Thank it's you. I think, true. It's true. I think you're an incredible mom. I mean, I've watched a little bit of that story unfold because uh, we're, we're personal friends on Facebook and I just, it really right everything that you've done. Um, it's incredible. And I, I absolutely see that as true. You know, my doctor cracked a joke with me when we had gone in at the beginning and she said, um, I think, I think my husband had asked her, you know, is there anything special we should be doing between now and the next visit? Mm -hmm. And she said, Nope. 
it's really easy right now. This is the easiest part of parenthood. <laughs> she, <laughs> you want her to eat? She's a mom. She's a mom of four. She goes. She eats what she wants you to eat, and you go. She goes where you want her to go. So, yeah. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy this phase. It only gets more and more complicated as the years go by. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. So it's going to be awesome, and um, I mean there is. I would say if there is one piece of actual advice that's not just some notion of whatever is um, soak in the first few weeks when things are just you and the baby and your husband and it's quiet and you're in the house and it's not it those it's like it's so magical even though it's really stressful and you're exhausted but like I look back to just the early days of first becoming a mom and reflecting on that where you're just like, Oh my gosh, I created this human. How is this possible? You know, it's like you're in such disbelief, but those are the moments that I think are just the sweetest. Oh, that's so sweet. That gives me goosebumps. I'm sitting in her nursery right now. So I'm very easy to imagine. Well, you know, at least I can, I'll be, I'll be sitting in this room. I'm sure new new things will come. Jen, thank you so much for everything, for being the incredible businesswoman that you are, the incredible mom, sharing your pieces of advice and words of wisdom and empowering message overall. It means a lot. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you think that I'm helpful because really <laughs> I'm just in survival mode. But I am so glad I put it out there in the universe that I have created a different scenario. <laughs> You're doing an incredible job. Well, like I said before, I will link to everything, uh, all of Jen's awesome work on the website and the show notes. But just in case you need a quick rundown, I want to tell you the names of her books are, the four books we've got out there is The New Yiddish Kitchen, Down South Paleo, Paleo Cookbook, or the Paleo Kids Cookbook, excuse me, and then Paleo Cooking with Your Instant Pot, which is another just absolute, she knocked it out of the park. If you are new to the Instant Pot multi-cooker sensation, highly recommend you look it up. She'll guide you, walk, walk you through it. You've taught me essentially how to use my Instant Pot. You didn't know that, but you did. <laughs> so she's got a wealth of stuff. And then, of course, there's also legitbreadcompany.com where you can go ahead and grab loaves or mixes of all those wonderful things we talked about. Jen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me on, Cassie. I'm so glad to be here. It's my pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for dialing in. We'll be back again next week.